Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast. Happy fucking 420 to everybody. <laughs> Representing with the green. I, for all you weed smokers out there. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, it's that type of day, man. It's been a fucking week. And I'm cussing like crazy at the beginning of this, but I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> that's how I roll. So... This week has been nuts, man. Fucking nuts. Like, get back from Country Thunder. You know, had a good time there. Hanging out with friends. Chilling. Drinking. Having fun. Listening to music. And everything went well. So I was happy about that. You know, it's always a battle with all that dirt and craziness out there. You know, your body breaks down a little after drinking from morning to night. And then waking up and doing it all again. You know, it's cool. Whatever. You're out in the open, hanging out, having fun. You can have drinks everywhere, pretty much. So it's like being in Vegas, pretty much. <laughs> Except you're outside. It's a lot more dirty. But it's all good. I don't know about this hat. I got this new hat. I thought it looked dope in the picture. I mean, I think it looks dope. It's just maybe a different style for me. I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't look bad. I like it, I guess. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Sidetrack. <laughs> I'm a fucking... All over the place, man. Uh, but, yeah, here we go. You know, like I said, crazy week. Get back from Country Thunder. You know, go to work right away Monday. Shit just pops off right away. Craziness at work from the jump. Monday until now. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it tonight. I got home, turned around, and got called back. Uh, craziness, man, like I said. But that's how shit goes, I guess. Life is nuts. So, uh, just dealing with all that and, you know, back for some more fight talk and have some fun on here on the podcast. Luckily, I did a lot of my prep work last night, so I didn't have to do a bunch of stuff today, even though I got home, still had to jump on here and fix some stuff that I realized I messed up, but it's all, it's all a part of the process. So it's what I do. I love it. And yeah, just keep it going, man. That's that's what I'm here to do. So hopefully everyone else is having a better week than me. Hopefully all them bud smokers are smoking it up and having a good 420. Uh, like a couple posts I saw earlier, thanks to you, you know who you are who posted it that said it's 420 every day if you're not a bitch. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know. Anyway, it's 420 and we're gonna do this shit right. Have a good time. Talk about fights. If you saw the thumbnail, it said fights, fights, and more fights. That's because there's a ton of shit going on this weekend. I'm not going to go too deep into all of it because it's just so goddamn much. So much. So many fights packed into one weekend from Friday to Saturday. Just fight after fight after fight. Um, boxing, MMA, one championship that mixes everything up. Muay Thai, kickboxing. MMA, Jitsu, everything. So that's how it's going to go this weekend. It's going to be a nut, uh, a nutty one for sure. And, you know, I can't watch everything. I don't know if everyone else can. But it's also my older daughter's uh, uh, birthday this weekend. So, yeah, Haley, happy early birthday. Uh, she knows I love the hell out of her, but I always tell both my kids all the time how much I love them. Even when I'm fucking pissed off at them. 
<laughs> and they're older now, adults and stuff. So, you know, uh, I still let them know all the time that I love them because I really do. And they're growing up more and more every day, even though they're already adults, like I said. But, you know, I got one about to move out, which I'm sad about. My my younger daughter, Trin, Tenet Trin, who's been on here before. Go follow her on Twitch and all her social media, Tenet Trin. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's sad. I, I hate, I hate being the, I hate being the big teddy bear sappy dad when it comes to my kids in that manner. But at the same time, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Everyone knows how much I love my kids. My daughters are my world. I'd probably be dead or in jail or anything bad that you can think of if it wasn't for them and my wife. So, uh, my life is great because of them and I love the hell out of them and letting them go is tough. I've I'm lucky to have had them stay here for as long as they have. You know, uh they're both it's they're, they're about to be 21 and 22 and you know, I got to have them this long so I feel lucky for that. But, you know, got to let them go sometime. So <laughs> it's going to be sad when you know, Trin leaves, but I know she's happy with girlfriend and she is ready to go so i just hope everything works well and i'll always be there to help her and you know man i even get like choked up just thinking about it <laughs> i'm a big i'm a big bitch about it when it comes down to that stuff but whatever you know i i, I just like to be real and it is what it is you know she knows i love her and she knows how i feel about the whole situation and i'm happy for her growing and 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 doing her thing and as long as she's okay and happy that's all i care about so that should be fun <laughs> uh yeah other than that um Haley's birthday is this weekend so we'll be celebrating so i i'm not gonna have that much time to watch all these fucking fights not to mention trying to pay for everything at the same time sometimes you just gotta wait for the highlights man but i study and research and and do everything I can to find out what happened. You know, the internet's a great thing. You get to find out a lot of shit. So, uh, that's how we keep up. So, uh, yeah. Um, that's how I keep up. And I pay attention to all of it. My social media is inundated with combat sports. Obviously, mostly UFC and MMA stuff. But, you know, the boxing stuff always comes in. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu stuff. Shit. Uh, College wrestling comes up. I, I get all kinds of stuff. It's like my feeds are full of fighting, but that's cool with me because I love it all. So, yeah, we got a lot of shit to talk about, and I'm not going to let it go too much longer before we get to it. But I got to get a drink in because it's been a tough day. <laughs> Nothing like a good drink to uh, get going. Go. Let's get this rolling. Started off with some MMA and uh, combat sports news. If I can push buttons correctly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so from a few weeks ago, you know, uh, Alex Pereira and Izzy Adesanya had their big fight. And if you remember, Izzy beat Alex. And, you know, the big talk was, okay, now they're one and one in MMA. Uh, are they going to fight for a trilogy in MMA? Even though they fought 
four times now total, but two were in kickboxing, and Pereira won both of those. And then now, uh, it's one, you know, one and one in MMA. They fought two in MMA. Alex beat Izzy the first time, Izzy beat Alex the second time, and everyone was talking about, you know, that trilogy. Is it going to happen? Izzy said right away, hell no. I got my belt back. Uh, he's going to have to go and prove himself some more because he didn't even defend, you know? So, but here's the thing. There's been talk already, and, and here he is saying it himself, releasing it on his YouTube page. Uh, he released a video saying that his next fight will be at 205. And I can't say I blame him, you know, he's cutting a lot of weight to be down at 185. He already accomplished becoming the, the 185 champ, even though he didn't defend. Honor didn't really defend any of his belts either. So doesn't mean you aren't the champ, right? Uh, a lot of people show a lot more respect for, you know, the guys that defend a lot or, you know, hold the belt for a long time. But either way, I mean, he... he he got over that hurdle of beating the champ and and beating him decisively and he got the belt so to him he feels accomplished and now he doesn't want to keep cutting that weight and i don't blame the dude so uh he walks around heavy as it is i heard up to 230 walk around weight which is insane considering he's fighting at 185 so that's a lot of weight to drop uh so going down to 205 that's more realistic for his body type and you know his walk around weight and he's just a big dude so it's got to be tough to cut all that weight so that's what he says he's moving there moving to 205 so the 205 division better watch out jamal hill is the champ right now and he's already going after him you know saying <laughs> well jamal went ahead and tweeted at him saying welcome and can't wait to see you alex Pereira." <laughs> and then alex says i'm coming i'm coming and we'll kick your door in i'm like damn all right but i don't think he's gonna get the title shot right away you know uh i think he's gonna have to at least win a couple fights up there but i don't doubt his abilities especially not having to cut the weight and the only problem is he hasn't really proven himself when it comes to wrestling uh jujitsu anything other than striking it seems to me that his biggest uh his biggest tool is striking right i mean that's what he's best at he's got powerful punches and kicks so a fight against jamal hill that i mean that seems like a good matchup for him because jamal likes to strike as well but can he hang with him you know is the 205 division somewhere he's going to fit in and is he going to be able to overcome the wrestling aspect when he comes to fighting wrestlers in 205 so you know those big guys take you down and use their weight and lay on you shit can he get up i don't know how good is he at uh jiu-jitsu i don't know nobody really knows right so yeah i guess we'll see and um i mean jamal hill hasn't even defended his belt yet and he's already saying welcome to the 205 let's see what you got i don't know uh, i i i'm excited for jamal hill to come back and see who he's gonna fight first uh, to defend his belt and will he be able to keep it but you know it's always a toss-up and things happened quick for Pereira in 185 because he had that history with the champ you know he didn't have too strong of a schedule coming up 
you know, he only fought like what two, three fights before he fought for the belt. So, shit, I don't think he's gonna get that big of a push in 205 division. I think he's gonna have to prove himself a little bit. So, and and it sounds like Dana White feels the same way, because it sounded to me like he said that you know he's not gonna get a a title fight right away. It's gonna take him a minute. So. Yeah, you can't hold up the division just because you got a, a new fish in there. So, it, it, who knows? You never know. Crazier shit's happened. So, it is what it is. And you know what? I jumped into this shit so fast. If you're watching already, live chat is open if you want to ask questions or comment on anything. Uh, it's 420, so make it happy, motherfuckers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, chat's open. Hit me up. And uh, don't forget to... Subscribe if you're here and share with a friend and let somebody know hit that like button too, you know uh, All of that helps me out Helps me grow the channel. So Do that for me if you can. All right, let's uh, move on here We got a little recap action EFL 3 last week Sorry, I need some nicotine man. I was on the go so so much today and it's been crazy. So I got so many things going on. My phone's like nonstop too. Fucking annoying. But uh only it's just notifications right now. Thank God it's not calls from work because that's the wood it's been all day. So I'm still stuck in that mode, right? <laughs> still stuck in that mode to like react to my phone and I don't really need to at the moment. So let's get wrapped up in this. So PFL three last week. Uh third uh fight of the twenty twenty three season. We had big names, Olivier Aubameyang, Sadabusi, uh, and a few others that were on this Stevie Ray. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sadabusi got the win over uh, Gerard Al-Salawi, I think. It's a tough name, man. But um, Sadabusi gets the TKO finish in the second round, so that earns him some good points. Uh, moving down to Shane Mitchell versus Naib Miranda. Uh, Mitchell lost to Miranda in the, uh, I was a third round, you know, decision, unanimous decision. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't speak again. Always. I suck at talking. Apparently. I don't know why I got a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just have trouble, you know, um, always like losing my freaking spot. But uh, Natan Schultz versus Steven, uh, Stevie Ray, man. I, I Everybody was thinking Stevie Ray was going to take that for sure. And Natan Schultz just showed him what's up. Unanimous decision there as well. There was a lot of decisions on this on this card. Um, but the rest were TKO or KO. So not too bad. The finishes were good finishes. Head kick, punches, punches, punches. So, I mean, a lot of action in those fights. Uh, Olivier Alba Mercier versus Shane Burgos was one of the bigger fights. Shane Burgos was undefeated in the PFL since coming over from the UFC. Uh, I think he was defeated. Undefeated. Shit, let me look real quick. Because there was something. I think that might have been. Uh, why am I getting notifications on my laptop? Okay, um, I'm sorry. That was his first fight. In the UFC, what am I? What was I thinking about? Anyway, 
he was on you know he was highly touted coming over from ufc and the ufc pretty much said i mean dana said that they fucked up letting him go and that wasn't something that they should have done but uh either way he was coming off two wins from the ufc and uh you know they they thought he was gonna be doing real well real quick in pfl but you know it's his first fight he fights an ex-ufc fighter who's the returning champ from last season so it wasn't an easy fight and you know he he unanimous decision against uh olivier Obon mercier so yeah clay collard got a win over yamato nishikawa that was a decision as well and magomed umala tov versus delano taylor uh magomed got the ko win versus uh taylor in the first round too so that's some good points for him uh in case you don't remember no pfl goes off of points uh, and does the seasons so you know the more points you score the better you are to be in the playoffs and ranked high and then you keep going through to fight for that million dollar purse in the championship so uh anyway yeah that's pfl three for you upcoming fights uh tomorrow night one fight night on amazon i believe it's on amazon this one double check uh maybe not maybe not this is just a regular oh yeah it is on prime video okay good i'm like they're usually on prime video i don't know what the hell i'm thinking uh yeah so we've got main main events gonna be bantamweight muay thai world championship uh nong ohama versus jonathan Haggerty, thailand versus united kingdom um I've heard of Haggerty. I, he's 26 years old. Uh, yeah, uh, Jonathan the General Haggerty. That's a, not the nickname I thought I was going to see from him. But he's coming off of three straight wins. All off decision, though. So, yeah. I don't know about that one. And then, Nong Ohama. I don't know this dude, but he looks like he is on quite the roll. One, two, three, four, five, six fight winning streak. Damn. All right. Well, yeah, that seems like it could be pretty interesting. Bantamweight Muay Thai. Um, we also got a lightweight uh, MMA match for Halal Amir versus Maurice Ab- Abiev. And then, let's see, we got more MMA uh another muay thai fight which is stamp fair texas brother seem uh Sao- saoima patch fair god damn that's tough anyway stamp fair texas is uh pretty you know pretty big star in the women's uh women's uh muay thai i believe yeah or one championship and this is her brother Fighting against Felipe Lobo in a Bantamweight Muay Thai fight. Let's see who else we got. A couple more MMA, MMA. Another Muay Thai. Uh, looks like a, just a bunch of MMA and Muay Thai fights this time. No jiu-jitsu of any sort. So yeah, catch that tomorrow. Tomorrow night, uh, Prime Video. Those are always interesting. You know, like I've said before, they do all kinds of different events. 
all kinds of different sports involved all in the one promotion. So it's always interesting to watch, you know. If you're into combat sports in general, it's it's a good it's a good promotion to watch, especially when you almost everybody has Amazon, right? You know, Amazon Prime or whatever. So you have Prime Video. Check it out. It's always on the front page uh, the night that it's coming on. So just like that, you know, we had the PFL recap and then we have the one championship. Uh, one championship fight on Friday. So then we move over to BKFC, which is also happening uh, Friday, tomorrow, April 21st. Uh, you can watch it on their app. I think it's like three bucks or five bucks or something like that. Uh, hmm. I always see something different every time, man. It's it's tough keeping up with these other. I know they have their own app. It's hard keeping up with these other promotions because they don't. They're not so f- straightforward and outright with everything that they do, like the UFC is. With the UFC, you could just Google it. I mean, it, you, if you go to the UFC page, you're gonna find right away. It's gonna know. You know, if you have your location turned on, it's gonna know where you are. So it's gonna tell you. Oh yeah in your time zone it's coming on at eight o'clock or the main card starts at eight the prelims start at five all that good shit none of these other organizations really do that it's tough you know it says here broadcast on fight tv so i mean i thought they did it on their own app which is the bkfc app maybe you can get it there as well i don't fucking know all i know is it's always tough to figure it out with most of these fucking other promotions but uh says start time uh 6 p.m pacific that's closest time to us so prelim card starts at 5 p.m weird okay yeah whatever anyway we got uh that win versus daniel strauss uh this is was canceled it was supposed to have taken place on um st patrick's day uh March 17th. So I guess this is the makeup fight now. Um, I think that might have been the event that got canceled completely because of like some kind of venue problems or some shit. Uh if I remember right. But anyway, Daniel Strauss is a former champ in Bellator. So this should be a pretty exciting fight. Um, we got let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if he... Is this really Daniel Strauss's first fight? Yeah, I guess so. So his debut, Daniel Strauss's debut in BKFC. Um, and he's a headliner. So that tells you something about his reputation for sure. But, you know, if you follow Bellator at all, you know, like I said, he's a, he was a champ. Uh, I believe at one point in time. Either way, he made a name for himself over there in Bellator. And, I mean, he looks like a beast in his picture. Uh fighting that when which i believe i don't know i think he did i was gonna say i think he might have fought in the ufc but i don't think so anyway he's three and one in the bkfc so he's uh coming off a loss so his first loss in the bkfc against luis palomino 
before that he had won three in a row so yeah should be a decent fight Let's see who else do we have on this card jake bostwick versus isaac doolittle i've heard a little about this isaac doolittle guy he's a crazy looking dude big beard um he's coming off a loss. oh yeah to mike richmond which the marine uh is who he fought last time that was a pretty crazy fight bloody as hell uh intense and entertaining from what i remember seeing so yeah this dude always brings the heat when it comes to uh when it comes to the fights let's see yeah so he hasn't fought since october 15th to 2022 so last year and he was the headliner too so before that he had three wins in a row so yeah a lot of guys with the same record it's kind of crazy let's see who else we have on here tyler randall versus chauncey wilson uh francisco ricci versus eric lozano let's see is there any other names i recognize on here i don't think so nope but you know bkfc if you like bare knuckle fighting uh or bare knuckle boxing and i mean it's intense it's crazy uh if you have a weak stomach you might not want to watch it's always bloody those bare knuckles cu will cut you up for sure so you know if if everyone is you know throwing non-stop you're gonna get some bloody uh some bloody faces and <laughs> it, it, it's interesting you know what i mean like i don't know i don't hate on it really it's just i don't follow it as closely as i do mma because you know the bkfc is doing well as far as bare knuckle fighting goes right now but it's just one of those extra things that are out there that i just do not have that much time to watch it all it's hard to ingest everything going on you know uh but either way it's interesting to me and i like to keep up with uh i like to keep up with the highlights and the results and you know paying attention to what happened in during these fights so yeah but that's just me i mean i get it if, if you don't want to watch it or if you don't watch it it is what it is catch one of them one of these times you might like it who knows uh all right so that was event number two so now event number three going on is fucking friday as well so first off the three events that i've listed so far including this one is going on tomorrow night so that's three different organizations three different types of fights happening all tomorrow night so, like I said, fights upon fights upon fights is what the fuck's happening this weekend. So, if you like watching fights, it, you won't be bored. Because you have plenty to choose from. Bellator MMA is happening Friday night, April 21st. That'd be tomorrow. Uh, you can watch that on Showtime. And we have uh, Liz Carmouche versus Deanna Bennett for a lightweight world championship. Uh, Liz Carmouche, if you remember, was involved in the first fight, first women's fight in the M, uh, in the MMA. <laughs> Sounds so stupid. In the UFC. <laughs> so uh, she fought Ronda Rousey for that first women's fight in the UFC. Uh, and, you know, she's been doing 
didn't do so well in the UFC after that, but you know, she had her ups and downs and then wound up in Bellator MMA. And now she's the women's flyweight champion in uh, Bellator. So yeah, she kept her, she kept her uh, career going and has been doing big things. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, especially being that she's part of, you know, history with that first women's fight in, in UFC. And she's fighting Deanna Bennett, who's been around for a while. Uh, I guess if you're a hardcore, you know who she is. But if you're kind of a casual fan, you probably don't. Like I said, she's been around for a while. Uh, I believe she's fought in like Invicta, uh, which is the all women's MMA organization. And a few other places, I think, as well. I think she might have been in Strike Force, stuff like that. She's definitely been around a while. And uh, yeah, if you follow MMA, you probably have heard her heard of her before so uh let's see liz carmouche is 18 and 7 deanna bennett's 13 7 and 1 uh i assume that carmouche is the favorite because she i mean her nickname is girl rilla because <laughs> she is a fucking animal so that's that fight let's see who else we got Tim Johnson versus Saeed Sal Salma. That is a heavyweight fight for the co-main event. Let's keep going. Sarah McMahon, another ex-UFC women's uh, featherweight fighter, is fighting. I believe this is her debut in Bellator. I don't think she's fought for them before. They don't even have her picture in here. She's fighting Arlene Blencow, which I have heard of her before, but I don't know much about her. And then... We have another big name, Danny Sabatello, fighting a bantamweight uh, bout versus Marcos Breno. Why did my music stop? That's annoying. Oh, well, that would be why. There we go. Anyway, Danny Sabatello was involved in a uh, main event fight a while back, a big fight against... Uh, God, what was his name? It was a big fight, too. Damn it. They talk a lot of shit. I know that. Anyway, it was a, it was a good one. Unfortunately, he lost. And now he's fighting Marcus uh, Marcos Breno. 13-2 versus 15-2 for the records. And, yeah, that should be a good one. Danny Sabatello is always involved in an exciting fight. So, catch that one. Uh, also... Levon Chokelli against Michael Lombardo. Lombardo, I'm sorry. Uh, that's a welterweight fight. And yeah, that's the main card. So let's see who's on the prelims. Any notables? Oh, Tyrell Fortune versus Sergey Bilostini. Tyrell Fortune's been around a bit. Um,. Not too bad of a fighter. Trying to make his come up. Let's see who else is on here. No, oh, that's about it. I mean, that I know. Yeah. So that's Bellator. 294. That is happening Friday. Tomorrow night. Um, going up against one championship and BKFC. All those events happening Friday night. So you can pick a mix of Muay Thai and MMA. You can watch some bare knuckle boxing, 
or you can do, just watch some straight up MMA with women headlining. Not a bad, uh, not a bad bunch of options there. So you can go check that out all tomorrow night. So then let's see. Then we move on to a yet another Bellator event this weekend. And that is Bellator 295 happening Saturday. Uh, this is a Bantamweight World Grand Prix final. The interim champion, Rufion Stotts, that's who Sabatello was fighting. So he's the interim champ fighting number two, Patchy Mix. Um... Let's see, Rufion Stotts. I think it's Rufion. I think it's Rufion. It's R-A-U-F-E-O-N. I've heard it said so many different ways. I, that's why I even doubt myself. But Rufion Stotts versus Patchy Mix. Stotts is 19-1. Patchy's 17-1. So big... Uh, big... Uh, oh my gosh. Why... Anyway, this is this event is happening in Hawaii, by the way. So that's probably why they're having the two events. They're doing one in Hawaii. The other one, I'm not even sure where it's at. I forgot to check. <laughs> but uh, there's so I just remember this one being in Hawaii. There's been a lot of talk about that because anytime they have an event in Hawaii, you know, people get hyped about it because they don't bring MMA to Hawaii very much. There's not a lot of like big name organizations that you know the ufc's flirted with it quite a bit especially when max holloway was a a champ and you know he was always talking about bringing it to hawaii they talked about it back in the day when bj penn was around but they never they never did it you know they talked about it being too expensive and all this other stuff who knows why either way hasn't happened yet but bellator has done quite a few events in hawaii and he they continue to do it you know they have a bunch of hawaiian fighters and they always you know feature them on these on these fight cards uh including the staple alimale uh mcfarland uh she's fighting kana watanabe uh women's flyweight alimale was the former champ and she's always on like i said she's always on the hawaiian cards because she is so she is Hawaiian, like big time. She is Hawaii. Like you you just see her and you can tell. She's always wearing the flower in her ear. And she's always got all the Hawaiian print stuff, like everything. She just reps Hawaii big time. And I mean, she's a great fighter as well. So let's see, we got Kyoji Horiguchi versus Ray Borg, a couple of ex-UFC fighters. Uh man, Horiguchi has 30. 35 and 0. Wait, 35 and 0. <laughs> not 35 and 0. He's not undefeated. He has five losses. So 30 wins, five losses. And uh yeah, he's I mean he's been around a long ass time too. Fighting Ray Borg, who was I don't remember. I think he was in the UFC not that long ago. It wasn't that long ago before he he's been uh out of there. So that should be an exciting fight. And then we got the return of Aaron Pico. He hasn't been around for a while, I think, dealing with injuries and whatnot. So uh, he was highly touted for a long time because he's of his high level, you know, wrestling. And he came in with big hands, uh, like wanting to knock people out, which he was. He was knocking people out for a minute. But 
it was short-lived unfortunately and he got uh he got knocked out himself and has been dealing with injuries and stuff a couple losses on his record but now he's back he's 10-4-0 versus james gonzalez who's 9-5-0 and uh yeah i'm gonna be interested to see if he comes out using that uh high level wrestling that he that he knows or if he's gonna come out swinging looking for that knockout again so this is a pretty damn good card when it comes to bellator uh if you follow any of them and you might know some of them from the ufc but uh you know these are some big names here on the main card let's check out who else they have in the prelims uh uh yeah not really any other big names down there looks like a lot of hawaiian fighters who are probably you know good hometown fighters to have on the card that are probably well known in in hawaii uh kai kamaka the third versus adley edwards that should be a good one kai kamaka is a name i've been hearing a lot so that might be somebody to look out for and then oh yancy Maderos. i thought he was on this card and i couldn't remember so i didn't want to say nothing right away but yancy Maderos, ex-ufc fighter as well hawaiian native as well and uh yeah he's big on hawaii uh that's a lightweight belt against charlie leary that would be on the prelims yep yeah and i think that's about it so two bellator cards this weekend one on friday one on saturday so if you're a big bellator fan and you know these fighters this is the great weekend for you because you get back-to-back -back events in the same weekend and two title uh i don't actually i don't know if stots no it's a grand prix final so he's just an interim champ right now it's not for the title but still being a grand prix final that should be an exciting fight they're both fighting for something for sure they got uh stuff on the line so that usually makes for a better fight and then you have the women's flyweight championship on friday night parmouche versus bennett that should be a great fight too so man bellator doing it big and keeping it going strong this weekend for sure let's move on to some recap of last week's ufc event holloway versus allen max holloway did the damn thing like he always does um he doesn't lose to many people usually alexander volkanovsky is pretty much the only person that keeps beating him so that makes it tough for him to get that title but uh arnold allen did i say someone else i might have said brendan allen i didn't mean to it's arnold allen i might have just said allen and i'm calling myself out for nothing <laughs> i do that a lot whatever uh Arnold Allen, though, was undefeated in uh, MMA and in the UFC. And I'm sorry, not in MMA, in the UFC. He had one loss overall in MMA. But definitely def undefeated in the UFC. And this was a tough fight. But yeah, let's just get into it real quick. First, from the prelims, we had uh, old school... You know, kicking it back to the old school with Ed Herman. Um, he's been around for a fucking long time. Jesus Christ. For as long as I've watched MMA, which is like 
going on 20 years or 20 plus years. I don't even know anymore, but it I've been watching for quite a while and Ed Herman's been around for a long ass time. So he was fighting Zach Cummins. Unfortunately, um, for Herman, it, you know, Zach Cummins came out on top and uh, they kind of had a moment at the end of the fight, even though Herman lost, you know, they both, I guess, had the same frame of mind. It was about time for Herman. I was kind of surprised by Zach Cummings, but they both retired same night right after the fight. I think um, I'm pretty sure that's the first dual retirement, uh, simultaneous retirement in a night that I've ever, I've never seen it before for sure. So I'm pretty sure that's the first time that's ever happened. Uh, it's pretty crazy that they both decided to retire in the same night, you know, but uh, I think it was Cummings who was on the wanting show and said, you know, he asked if like, it seemed like kind of annoying or anything that they both retired in the same light. Like if either one of them took the other shine or anything, but they both seemed pretty okay with all of it. And they were happy to share the moment together. Um, and I think they appreciated, appreciated each other and their fight after the fact, even though Ed Herman got the loss. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the memories guys. And, uh, good luck on your future ventures. Um, hopefully you both find something that you're happy with after fighting. I know these guys have a tough time retiring because fight, you know, fighting is everything for them and it takes up all their time and how they make their living. So moving on from that is gotta be tough. And yeah, I just, I couldn't imagine. So, uh, they gave us a great fight to end everything off with, and they both retired at the same time. It gave us a great moment to reflect on. So good luck to both of them. And uh, yeah, we'll move on to Clay Guida versus Rafa Garcia. And Rafa Garcia, just, man, um, he definitely kept up with and out um, outdid Clay Guida. So here's Guida just looking all bloody, but he kind of always does. You know, if he's in there for the fight, and he's in there and gets hit at all. He's getting bloody. He's just one of those guys. And he's always so sweaty. And he doesn't stop moving. And all the hair. Although he doesn't have the crazy hair anymore. He did chop it off. I think he. I don't know if he got tired of it. Or he realized that it looks kind of ridiculous. That he's balding a bit. And then has this crazy hair. I don't know why he did it honestly. Either way. Um, didn't have too much luck in this fight. Unfortunately for him. Got bloodied up. Rafa Garcia. Just uh, doing the damn thing with the strikes, man. He was definitely getting the best of Guido with the strikes. Um, just outstriking him overall. Landing flush. And Guido's not the type to get hurt, really. So uh, if, if you just beat him up, he just gets beat up. That's about what happens. There's not a lot of stopping play Guido. And, you know, here's a big punch to the temple. And... Unfortunately, though, it ended even worse for Guida after he, t he, g he takes a loss from Rafa Garcia. And there was a lot of retirement talk this fight. I don't know what the fuck was going on. You had Cummings and, and Herman retire. Uh, this other fighter, who I cannot remember his name at the moment, pulled some crazy promo on the, on the crowd. They were in Kansas City. And he's like, well, I just have a special announcement to make, you know. I just wanted to let everybody know there's no way in hell I would ever retire <laughs> in a dump like Kansas City. And then, because he made it sound like he was going to retire, and then he just 
you know, goes back on it and says there's no way in hell that he would do it in Kansas City. Just like, I don't know, dude. I don't know what the fuck was going on. It was funny in the moment, I guess. It was, uh, it's been talked about. So, but maybe because then after the fact, Clay Guida also did this thing where, you know, they're talking to Garcia at, on the post-fight interview. Guida's kind of pacing in the in the cage takes off his gloves and acts like he's going to retire. So they go to him after the fact and they're talking to him about this, that, and the other. And, 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 you know, Hey, are you going to, I think DC asked him, are you going to, are you going to retire from the sport right now? And he goes, uh, no, I just, you know, wanted to say happy birthday to my mom or some bullshit like that. So he pretty much just, you know, fucking just tried to just tricked everybody. Basically to lied like a motherfucker made everybody think, that he was going to retire because nobody would have been surprised. Clay Guida is been around for so goddamn long. I think he's like in his forties already. Everyone's pretty much just wouldn't be surprised by him retiring. This is about that time. He's still an animal and he's still, he still has that crazy cardio, but I, you know, he, he's always so mixed with his wins and losses. And, you know, it seems like every time he loses, it gets a little worse. So I'd like to see him go out before he gets knocked out in a horrible fashion and then has to be carried out of the cage instead of getting to walk out on his own accord in his own way, you know? So sometimes you got to quit when you're ahead and quit before it gets too much. You get too much in the dirt, you know? So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but he did that and he pissed everybody off. Because basically he faked his retirement just to say happy birthday to what I heard mixed signals. It was a friend. It was a mom. Who the fuck knows? Who cares? Either way, bad news for him. Made himself look bad. Dana White was fucking pissed and he let everybody know. And yeah, it was all just kind of craziness. Too much retirement talk for not everybody actually retiring. But moving on, Pedro Munoz versus uh, Chris Gutierrez. And let's see. Uh, this fight was pretty damn good too. I mean, you usually get a good fight out of both of these guys. Uh, but Pedro Munoz came out with the win, and uh, where the hell? What? I I don't understand when they do this. It's like everything's out of order. All right. Anyway, Pedro Munoz got the win by decision over Chris Gutierrez. And uh, Munoz landed a, a lot of good punches on him from, as you can see in all these pictures. And, you know, pulled out with the decision. No finishes, but got that win. Sounded like he really needed it at the moment and wanted really wanted to get that win. Chris Gutierrez is still young and coming up and has been doing his thing lately. So... You know, hopefully he just turns it around quick and he didn't get hurt very much in this fight from the looks of it. So maybe he'll turn it around quick and get back in that win column. But uh, next fight was uh, Ian Kutalaba versus Ian Kutalaba. I keep saying Ian. <laughs> I went over that last week and I'm still over here doing it. Uh, versus Tanner Bozer and... Kutalaba got that win by TKO in the first round, too. So, yeah, he came out ready to fight and came out fast and furious. And, you know, as you can see here, got him down. Punches were thrown. And Kutalaba got the win. 
Um, I figured this was going to be one of those kinds of fights where they were going to come out quick and ready to throw and someone was going to go down pretty fast. And I mean, I, I wasn't sure it was going to happen in the first round, but it definitely did. They got to it right away and fucking threw some punches and Tanner Bozer is the one that fell and got the loss. So uh, good for Kudalaba, you know, he's... Um, yeah, he's a big name, and he's always exciting when it comes to his fights. And he needed that win after two losses in a row. You know, it's never good to get that third loss. So, I'm sorry. That would have been his fourth loss in a row. Shit. How did I? Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely don't usually want to get that third loss in a row. But when you already have it, getting that first win after that is probably a great feeling. And hoping that you turn it around and start getting on a win streak instead of mixing up those losses in there. But uh, next fight was Azamat Mirzakhanov versus Dustin Jacoby. Azamat, as you can see here, was outstriking Jacoby and got the win by decision. You know, it went all five, but unanimous. I mean, all three. It's all five minutes. <laughs> all three rounds. But it was a unanimous decision for Merzikhanov, uh, which is surprising to me because I thought Ju Justin, Justin, Dustin Jacoby was going to come out and uh, be looking for that win, you know, a lot. Like, I, I just figured he was going to come out trying to dominate and it just didn't seem like he had it in him that night. So, yeah, Edson Barboza versus Billy Quarantillo. Barboza always doing big shit, man. Um, flying knees, flying, I mean, um, <laughs> spinning back kicks, uh, sp spinning back fists, everything, man. He does all the crazy shit. And, you know, he's not like super flashy about it either, you know? But it, like Anthony Pettis was called Showtime, right? Because he did the Showtime kick. And he was always doing, you know, he was always doing stuff to like Showtime. That's why he called him Showtime. It was flashy. That's what I'm trying to say. It was flashy with all of his strikes all the time and doing the most, you know, spinning, spinning attacks, flying attacks, everything. So, uh, but yeah, Bar Barbosa has been doing that for years. Um, Terry Edom being his first victim on his highlight reel, pretty much that put him on the map when it comes to highlight finishes with that big spinning back kick and just, uh, and just, uh, and I lost my train of thought. See, stupid word text that sometimes, I swear. Um, what was I saying? Oh, spinning back kick. Oh, yeah, and just, like, flatten him out, like, stiff on the ground. So, that was one of those fights that I... That was one of the first fights I remember thinking, I'll never forget watching this live because just... It was so crazy. Just look it up. Edson Barbosa versus Terry Edom. That's a great highlight you want to see if you just started watching MMA or you just got to, you know, want to kind of go old school and see a good clip. Barbosa versus Edom. That was a badass finish. And Barbosa is looking like his old self here with his flying knee that landed flush on Billy Q. And, you know, everyone was thinking Billy Q was going to take this fight because you got the kind of the, the young pup versus the old dog. And, yeah, uh, Edson showed that he's still in the damn game. And, you know, there's a little evolution, a different angle of that knee. 
landing. If you saw it in real time, you actually, if you saw it in real time in the right angle, you actually didn't know that he landed that knee and just kind of were like, what the fuck? Billy just dropped like that out of nowhere and basically didn't get up <laughs> right away. So it was like, uh, yeah. And then you see it from the other angle and there it is. You got that flying knee. So that's what ended it. That's what did it. Um, and Edson comes away with that win. Uh, then we get into the main event. As usual, Max Holloway being classy. Arnold Ellen, he's a humble and classy dude as well. So to see them, you know, give each other props at the end of the fight, not surprising at all. And it looked like they both had a good time. You know, Max always looks like he's having a good time. But at the end of the fifth, uh, with unanimous decision in Max Holloway's favor, which being that Arnold Allen was undefeated in the UFC, it was kind of surprising because a lot of people were doubting whether Max was going to be, was going to look like he aged overnight or if it was going to be, you know, because Arnold Allen is that good or was it going to be the Max of old putting on a clinic and you know, doing what he does. And that's kind of what it was. Not to the full extent. It wasn't at the Kelvin Cater uh, type of show that he put on with that many significant strikes. But, I mean, it was still pretty substantial. And I think he even, like, uh, pushed on a record now for the most significant strikes in history, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... He's always putting up that volume. Max Holloway is always uh, doing exciting stuff during his fights and just making the fight exciting overall. Landing good, hard punches and landing lots of punches and lots of kicks. And, you know, he has a chin, too. It's hard as fuck to knock him out or knock him down. So, you know, Max Holloway comes away with that win, doing what he always does. Big punch right to the chin. Good, uh... Good accuracy, good enough power, and, you know, he's not the most powerful, but good enough power, especially when you throw that that many punches. The volume alone is enough to, you know, get a lot of wins out of a lot, over a lot of big names, and that is something that he has definitely done. So, congrats to Max, and uh, it's good to see him get that win. Arnold Allen, though, you know, it's his first loss in the UFC. But he's still young, and he's still up and coming. And, you know, he hasn't taken a lot of damage. So, he's got a lot of time ahead of him. And uh, I know he'll be back on that winning track. So, good fight there. Let's move on to some boxing. Because there is a big fight this weekend. Um, a rarity in this sport. Because that's what how boxing is. It's kind of fucking annoying. Um, you know, a lot of times... You don't get a fight of this magnitude with guys in their prime with great records and that are superstars. You know, you don't usually get that uh, and you don't usually get that fight to happen while all of those things are in sync with each other, where both of them are at the height of their careers. Both of them are young. Both of them have great records and both of them you know, have the swag and the confidence to, you know, make this an exciting buildup to the fight. You know, there was like Pacquiao and Mayweather, which I think last time I talked about this fight or a boxing fight, I couldn't think of the 
I couldn't think of the matchup that I was trying to think of, which I said Mayweather because that's easy to remember, but I couldn't think of the fact that it was Pacquiao. But Mayweather-Pacquiao happened like six years too late. You know, they talked about it. There was big hype. It was going to happen. This, that, and the other thing. And it never did. You know, it didn't come to... It didn't come to be until like six years down the road when Pacquiao's looking slower, Mayweather's on his way out, like they're not at the height of their careers and you know, it wasn't the most crazy, fantastic, big lead up to a fight that it should have been when, if they would have done it when they were supposed to at the height of their careers. So, you know, that's how boxing is. I, I don't know why. This is why I don't watch boxing like I watch MMA. They fuck around too much. There's too many promotions, too many organizations, too many fucking belts, too much bullshit, too much shadiness, too much corruption, like too much bullshit, too much, man. Why? Why? Make the fucking fights that people want. Make the fucking fights that make sense. You know, boxing is people, they, they, they got to get built up in boxing, and I get it. It's it's kind of smart the way that they do it, in a sense. You know, they don't ruin somebody's talents right away by giving them big fights too fast. But they give them cans. Like, they're like, oh, this dude's like 70, I mean, like Owen 71. <laughs> or this guy has like 58 fights under his belt, but only three of them are wins. What the fuck? I get it, you know? You get, that's, it's like, it's like, practice i guess practice for the big show because you're in an actual professional fight in a ring during an event under the lights but you know there's not that much happening because you're the biggest favorite ever and you've got way more talent and they're just giving you guys to pad your record maybe not pad it build your record in this i don't know i don't want to sound too biased but you know fuck boxing just annoys me the way that they do things, it just annoys me sometimes. So I, I can't help it. That's what I. That's how I feel about it. And I'm just not that interested in boxing, except for some of the bigger names like, you know, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. Um, fuck, those are the only ones I can come up with at the top of my head. Although I know I know more. <laughs> Triple G, Canelo, uh, so many. I know there's more. There's really not that many, though. That's why it upsets me that I can't remember them all. Who gives a shit? Get back to the point, dummy. Which is Ryan Garcia versus Javante Davis. And, you know, Tank Davis is a beast. His nickname's Tank for a fucking reason because he hits like a goddamn tank. And if you've ever seen any of his fights or highlights from it, you fucking know that that's true, right? But Ryan Garcia, young dude, got the swag. Um, He, he fucking has the talent for sure. For sure, he has a talent. He's got KOs in the ring. And I know that I just fucking fucked myself by saying everything is like the way it is in boxing. I, you know, think what you want to think. I don't give a shit. Either which way, they've put up highlight reels. You know, they both have highlight reels is what I meant to say. And they both have big knockouts. Um, Ryan Garcia is fast as fuck, but so is Javante Davis. This is a pretty good even matchup. But a lot of people say Davis has the the talent and the fight IQ and, you know, the experience that just tops Ryan Garcia and the power. The power is the thing 
You see these big power shots from Davis, and when he lands, he puts your ass to sleep, and that's all there is to it. So it's a big fight um, because they're both at this high level, and they're both undefeated. So someone's always got to go. If you remember, fucking Conor McGregor saying that. Uh, but yeah, both undefeated. Javante 28-0, Ryan Garcia 23-0. Uh, Tank has 26 KOs. Um, Ryan Garcia has 19. So you can see here how close it is, right? Um, the weight factor, Gervonta is a little, a little heavier. Uh, 134.5 versus Ryan Garcia, 130. Um, Gervonta, a little shorter, 5'5.5 to 5'10. I thought that was reach. The next one is reach. Um, so Ryan's got the height. Ryan's got the reach. Uh, Ryan Garcia is orthodox. And Javante Davis is a southpaw. But when you say Davis being... I mean, uh, when you say Garcia being orthodox, I mean, I've seen him knock fools out with left hands too. So anyway, Garcia is a little younger at 24. So that's what I'm saying. You know, Javante's got that experience and, and that power up... Uh, that power upper hand on him. Come over here, fucking my words up. Uh, yeah, the buildup to this has been great. Um, they did this at the face-off. They both went back and forth, putting knuckles in each other's chins, and you know, some back and forth, all kinds of jab, uh, jabbing, gibber. I don't know what the fuck I was trying to say. God damn it! I saw, I saw the punches. I'm thinking jabs, all kinds of jawing. That's what I meant to say. Uh, and yeah, they've been nonstop talking shit, right? So, and Davis, that's what Davis does. Garcia doesn't seem like the type, but you know, you get him going and he's definitely going to talk that shit. And Davis has his number on that one, man. He knows how to push those buttons. And all of the face-offs, all of the press conferences I saw, they were always jawing at each other. So, and then just the other day, they did this Instagram live with each other or some shit. And I don't remember. I don't even know, honestly, what happened. I just saw a clip of them on Instagram live together, betting each other's purse on themselves, right? Saying, hey, I bet my purse I'm going to beat you. And Trevante's like, for real? You're going to do that? Like, really? So there, he's freaking out and his homies are freaking out. <laughs> and Garcia's just sitting in his car by himself like, yeah, man. I'll fucking bet my purse because I know I'm beat you. So he's pretty confident, doesn't give a shit. You know, these bets that, that these guys make, I don't, first of all, I don't even know if they're allowed to do that. Secondly, though, anytime you ever hear somebody saying, I bet my purse on it, do you ever hear of them following through? Is there ever a story or a picture or anything like that that shows that they actually paid up? I mean, I don't know, right? Maybe they'll make each other hold up to it. Who knows? Either which way. That happened the other day. That's why I bring it up. Um, but like I was saying, Garcia with the left, I mean, he may be orthodox, but he can knock fools out with that left hook. And he's quick with it too. So as you can see, he's got that little swag walking away. Like, yeah, what's up? I did that. No big deal. <laughs> and then there you go with another left, big left KO. So Orthodox, yeah, I don't know why it says that when it seems like he's all of his power shots are with his left. So, 
but it is what it is he's a young guy and you know he has a tendency to slip up a little bit and um you know i mean this is just what i've heard i haven't watched all of his fights or anything like that and you know what either way he there's a lot of hype around him and it's deserved from what i see he's undefeated as well like i said so but the the biggest thing about Trevante Davis is that he's been around. He he came up in the Floyd Mayweather camp, even though he's not with them anymore. Some kind of disagreements and whatnot there. But you know, Trevante Davis came up in that camp, was you know recognized right away because Mayweather was hyping him up, and you know, and he was doing his thing in the ca- in the in the cage. I'm so used to MMA. He's doing his thing in the ring, knocking fools out, showing the power. And, and showing the talent. So, um, and here we go with a big left hand from Tank. And there you go. Landon flush, hard as fuck. That fool was out as soon as his head went fully back. So, I mean, that's the kind of power. And he got hit in the chin and still looks like he's good. So, that's why they call him Tank. And he, look at that nasty fucking uppercut. Holy shit, dude. I mean, uppercuts by nature just looks so vicious right and and just looks so dope when you actually land it but he lands that shit like so flush so hard just perfect great punch great uppercut landed right in the chin knockout right away laid out flat so Javante Davis has that power and uh has that IQ to know what angle to come in at know what punch to throw and know what the fuck he's doing so i don't know man this is this one's tough you know little tail of the tape here like i was saying earlier garcia 24 davis 28 um they've only you know davis only has five more fights than him and yeah uh he's got the he's got the upper hand on the knockouts though 26 to 19 but i mean it's like 19 knockouts that's no joke either right Ryan Garcia looks like a little dude. Um, at least Tank looks like a fighter. You know what I mean? Like, you see him and you say, I'm not sure I want to fight that dude, even though he's only 5'5 five, five and a half. He looks like a little fucking pit bull, and I'm not sure I want to get hit in the liver that many times. Because <laughs> he's short as fuck, right? But he'll probably still knock a fool out. A, a big dude, even, is what I'm saying. But, like, Ryan Garcia just looks like a little kid. Like, little kid you see fucking... You know, out on the playground, like, hey, you look like you're a little kid, but I bet you you're a lot older than I think. <laughs> so that's kind of what he reminds me of. He's got that baby face and shit, but he's knocking fools out, as you saw. So this should be exciting. It's it's a big fight. Everyone's talking about it. And, you know, if you're a big boxing fan, I'm sure you know and are going to watch. This is on pay-per-view, I believe, Showtime or the Zone, or fuck i don't even know where else but i do know i saw something about showtime and DAZN. so i'm sure you can find it there if you want to watch if you find a way to find it otherwise good on you and enjoy it but this is happening saturday night by the way so let's get to the other saturday night main event for me because i'm always watching mma and ufc so we got sergey pavlovich versus curtis blades for ufc vegas 71 Back to the bullshit ass apex. I mean, I don't like it that much, but it is what it is. At least we get fights. I don't know why they keep going back there. We need the crowds, man. But also, do whatever. Who cares? 
This should be a good fight, though. Pavlovich versus Blades. Heavyweights going at it. Uh, Blades being that great wrestler, but also having good striking. Pavlovich, good mix of it all. Big power. As, uh, oh, man. Um, got the damn hiccups. He's got the power. And having teeth KO'd other big name, big heavyweight fighters. You know, he's on a roll right now. So, uh, this should be a pretty damn good fight, actually. I'm looking forward to it. And I will watch it as I can. Even if it's the next day. But, let's start off at the beginning of the card. Jeremiah Wills. What? Wills. Wells. Versus Matthew Semmelsberger. That's a tough fucking last name, man. Um, Semmelsberger. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Jeremiah Wells, 11 and 2. Coming off, uh, 1, 2, 3, 3. So he's 3 and 0 in the UFC. And he's, so he's coming off 3 wins. Um, yeah. Jeremiah Wells. Against uh, Matthew Semmelsberger. Keep saying the name because I'm trying to get it right. I think that's how it is. Semi the Jedi is his nickname. That's kind of funny, but kind of corny. I don't know. He's coming off a win. But, uh. Yeah, this dude has like lion hair. 11 and 4. <laughs> uh, shit. Here we go. Wells has. This crazy big punch. It looks like that's what he's out there to do. You know, just run out. Just fucking bum rush you and hit you with big punches. And I mean, watch him trip. But he winds up getting up pretty quick and throwing another punch before the other dude even gets up. So, you know, he's got some speed on him. Looks like he's got some power. I haven't followed him very close. Same with Samuelsberger. But, you know, seen some highlights. They look... Looks like this could be a really exciting fight. Depending on how they decide to come out. And, uh, oh, damn it. I just closed the window. I didn't want to close. Uh. Yep, now I'm all fucking lost. Here we go. Anyway, moving on to the next. Got... Yasmin Lucindo, and I did not spell that wrong. That is how she spells it. <laughs> because that shit catches my eye every time. I'm like, I-A-S, that's weird. But it is, it's pronounced Yasmin Lucindo versus Brogan Walker. Brogan Walker is in a tough uniform because she was on the Ultimate Fighter. That's her only, she's only had the Ultimate Fighter fights in the UFC. You know, she hasn't actually been in a regular UFC event. So that's why I can only find the picture of her in the in her tough uh in her tough uniform. So let me see here. Um Damn it man. Why do they make these things so difficult to find when it should be easy? I closed out my damn window. And now I'm trying to just get back to the spot I was at. <laughs> uh, 
All right, here we go. But Yasmin Lucendo has some good striking. That is a crazy picture with the side of that chick's face just kind of caving in as she gets hit on the other side. These pictures always trip me out, man, because you see their faces just contort in different ways. It's kind of crazy. But uh, Lucendo is 13 and 5, coming off a loss. But before that, oh, her only UFC fight is a loss, so that sucks for her. So these are just a couple of newbies, up and comers. Uh, Brogan Walker, though, I did watch her on the Ultimate Fighter. She was the runner up. And yeah, that was her last fight. Was against Juliana Miller, who was the actual Ultimate Fighter winner that season. So before that, though, she did fight in Invicta as well, which I did not know. So that's cool. Coming from Invicta, a lot of big name uh, women's fighters have come from Invicta. So, uh, but yeah, Brogan fought Juliana Miller, and you know, there's not a whole lot of highlights and a whole lot of stuff about her in the UFC because she has not fought yet in an actual, you know, typical UFC card. So. Moving on to one of the fights I'm excited about for sure. Bobby Green versus Jeff Gordon. Bobby Green is always in an exciting fight too. Like this dude will talk to you in the cage and it's not always like shit talk, but, and he's got this voice, this like gravelly voice. that I don't know. It just catches your attention when he talks and then just the way he talks too. But I mean, this dude is a vet. He's, he's like 36, um, 29 and 14 for, a record you know seems kind of salty or whatever but either which way he's had a pretty good career like i said he's an exciting fighter so and he's just like he always has something to say and it's not like in an annoying way it's always like just something you want to listen to i don't know for me it is unfortunately though he's coming off two losses his last one being against drew dober before that is on makachev so it's not like he's losing against a bunch of punks and you know rejects <laughs> he's definitely uh Got some big wins too against some names Nazarat Akbaras and Eli Kenta. But you know, he's been around for a while and uh, he's got two losses recently. Like I said, coming off of two losses. So he definitely wants to get in there and get that win right now because three losses is never good in a row. Uh, but he's fighting Jared Gordon, who fought against Patty Pimblett last and was in that controversial decision, you know. Everyone thought that Jared Gordon won. He gave it to Patty Pimblett. Kind of rough. It was a close fight, but really it did look like Jared Gordon got that win. So, unfortunately, he didn't, though, in the judges' eyes. So, he's coming off a loss to Patty Pimblett. And, uh, yeah, looking to see what he can do against a seasoned vet like Bobby Green, who's going to come out here and, you know, he's got this crazy hands-down style, right? But... He was explaining it on UFC Unfiltered on like how that's just like a style that works for him, right? And and you can't deny the fact that he's fast. Like he's fucking fast at getting his hands from down by his waist straight up and in. You know, look, just watch this here with that quick left jab and then the fast overhand right, right behind it. And he brought both of those from his waist. He just said, crack, crack, like fast. So... I mean, and that's Eli Quinta, so it's not like, he, you know, some scrub on the street. And uh, he wound up finishing him in that fight. But 
it's just clean and uh really good clean and fast punches for bobby green so that's something that jared gordon definitely needs to look out for but you know gordon's got a little power of his own little speed of his own and uh pretty good technique as well so uh you know he's all he's involved in a lot of decision fights unfortunately so he's not going to go out there and be looking for that kill but like i said bobby green likes to make shit happen so uh he's gonna go out there definitely looking for the action and i'm excited for that fight because i like bobby green a lot and to be fighting someone like jared gordon seems like it'd be pretty damn interesting so moving on to tavares versus silva brad tavares versus bruno silva um little crazy weird thing there's two bruno silvas in fucking the ufc apparently so yeah it's a, it's kind of tough to try to figure out which one's which you gotta like look at the correct record their pictures even look similar when you're looking at like a really small image of them so yeah anyway <laughs> brad tavares oh jeez. coincidentally fighting uh on the same he's from hawaii and he's fighting on the same night as Bellator's having a event in Hawaii, so that's kind of trippy. But 19 and 7, coming off a loss to Drickus uh, Duplessis, so you know that's a, that's a big name for you. And he's coming off a loss to him. Had a couple wins before that, though. He's always up and down like that. Few wins, couple losses. Few wins, one loss. Stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, he's been around for a bit, 35 years old, fighting against, um, Bruno Silva, who I don't really actually know that much about, which is probably what made it harder for me to distinguish the difference between the two, but, uh, he's 22 and 8, 33 years old, coming off of two losses, but those were a lot, that was a loss to Alex Pereira, who is now the former... Uh, middleweight middleweight champ yeah uh, and also a loss to Gerald Mearshart so two really big names two really big fighters two really good well known fighters is what I'm really trying to say so uh, unfortunately that just kind of means when he meets that higher echelon of talent that he hasn't been able to pull through so um, against Pereira it was a decision though and then against uh, Mearshot, it was a submission. So before that, his wins were by TKO or KO, which is pretty good. Uh, but he just can't seem to hold up to those uh, higher name, higher level guys. But you got Brad Tavares that he's got to watch out for with these crazy dynamic stri strikes. Always leaping for something. And then even in getting blocked, he's landing a punch. So... You know, he's one of those crazy strikers that you got to watch out for. And he's definitely got the IQ to back up and have a second uh, plan of action, even when he gets blocked, you know. So, something to look out for. Um, and let's see, Bruno Silva, watch these nasty punches here. Just going off. Looks like he's swinging crazy, but he's landing almost everything. And he's obviously got some power behind it. So, Tavares has got to watch out for that. And, uh... You know, not get into that crazy brawl. Take his strikes correctly. And maybe he can land something good and take out Silva. Who knows? 
Maybe Silva gets uh, Tavares down like this and bounces his head off the canvas. God damn. <laughs> anyway, on to the main event. Sergey Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades. Like I said earlier, this should be interesting. Uh, Pavlovich is a good, well-rounded fighter. Pretty big, though. Um, he, do he looks unassuming, really. But, man, he's a beast in there. And... He's 17 and 1 with his only loss coming to Elster Overeem, which, you know, Elster's been around. He's a vet and he got taken out by punches, but I mean, it's Elster Overeem, right? And that was in 2018, so it's not like that was even older Elster. <laughs> uh, but that was his UFC debut, so that's the only loss he's got. He is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and 0. Oh. I mean, five and one in his last or in his uh fights in the ufc so on a five fight win streak last one being against tai tuivasa and then he took out Derek lewis before that so some big names mixed in there and curtis blades is 17 and three uh coming off of three wins so in a row so he's on a streak right now um, his last loss being to Derek Lewis. So his only losses in the UFC are to Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou. So, yeah, I, I would say that he's doing pretty well. Oh, shit. His only three losses altogether are to Francis Ngannou twice and Derek Lewis. That's it. Everyone else he's beat. Uh, last fights were Tom Aspinall, which is a big name right now. But that was the knee injury. So that was... Everyone was looking forward to that fight. And unfortunately, you know, Aspinall hurt his knee, um, landed wrong on it or something like that, twisted it and couldn't go on. So that's a TKO win for Curtis Blades. And it was like 15 seconds into the first round, which is pretty nuts. Before that, he beat Chris Dawkins and Jarzinho Rosenstruck. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's that type of fighter, man. And uh, his wins are by TKO, TKO decision. TKO TKO so I was saying earlier about his good wrestling and that's the thing you know he does have really good wrestling but he also has good striking and he's got enough power to be KOing and TKOing guys here's Pavlovich though against Tai Tuivasa like I said earlier you know Tuivasa is not the easiest dude to take out but Pavlovich overwhelmed him punches and bunches landing everything and you know eventually Tai went down and got TKO'd and Pavlovich did a lot of the same to Derek Lewis. Now we know when Derek Lewis starts getting hit and he gets hit good, it's pretty much over for him soon after. And this is what happened here. Not even much of a defense, just walking, you know, walking backwards, getting hit, and not moving his head off balance. So typical Derek Lewis. Um, I like the guy, but sometimes, man, you wonder what the fuck he's doing in there. And this is one of those times, like, why are you going backwards? can't even steady yourself to get any head moving in there unless that one big punch behind the ear like really fucked him up which could be the case so if Curtis Blades can avoid all that and do a lot of this which I think he will you know this is against Alexander Volkov who's a kind of a similar fighter and you know Blades doing what he does taking people down nice kind of single leg and a high crotch single leg takedown there. 
and you know with uh with force too it's not like he's gingerly laying him down there he's running through him and taking him down and you know he gets some variation in there as well gets that quick leg kick and then quickly wraps him up and trips him takes him down um effortlessly man that's what blades is about he'll get you on the ground faster than you can think and you know next thing you know you're fighting off your back wondering how to get up so and he's got some striking like i said this against Alistair Overeem uh just overwhelmed him landing punches quickly goes for that takedown though you know so he, no matter what he's going to transition to a takedown and he's going to take you down and whether he finishes you with punches from there or he lets you get up and he finishes you and drops you with punches from the feet it doesn't matter at one point in time you're going to be on the ground with blades and at one point in time you're going to be catching some punches um unless you catch him first and don't let him get there but it's curtis blades man he's good he's fast he's powerful but pavlovich has uh, um, some good wins over some big names and if he catches blades quickly and he can overwhelm him with those punches and get him to drop and be done so should be a good one saturday night if you're not watching the boxing watch this i don't know the difference in the times maybe boxing is earlier it might it, it might be actually so no matter what check it out saturday night saturday you have a bellator you have the big boxing match davis versus garcia and ufc fight night vegas 71 uh yeah ufc vegas 71 is i'm reading fight night whatever you know what i mean um that's happening saturday as well so you got three things to watch on friday three things to watch on saturday good luck with that shit I'm not gonna be able to watch all of them <laughs> but i'm always following on on uh social media looking for the highlights and speaking of social media my social media is always going on down here at the bottom somewhere and it's going around podcast everywhere except for twitter it's going around pod i've got facebook tiktok instagram going around podcast my hat looks crooked it's driving me crazy um but yeah, go follow me on all the social media. I repost all the highlights, especially on Instagram and Facebook. TikTok, I make funny blooper videos from the podcast soon enough. Uh, I might be coming up with something else. I'm not sure. But be on the lookout. I'm always posting something somewhere. And I definitely let you know when the episodes are out and any new upcoming um, podcasts that might be off schedule. All the news is there for you. So go check out any one of my social medias. Mostly Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, check out the Rumble podcast as well. You can't forget about that. So we go on on Sundays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Sundays we do a draft most of the time of something that we like or hate or both. Um, and then... Tuesday is what we call Tech Tuesday because we usually try to go over technical things and problems and troubleshooting or just uh, tutorials, whatever. But, you know, it doesn't always happen. Also, we just go over headlines and have a good time, bullshit, talk. It's fun. So go check it out, Rumble Podcast at therumblepodcast.com or on the Rumble Podcast YouTube. Subscribe, follow, like, share, comment, do all that good stuff there. Do it all for me as well. That'll be it for me. That's a lot of fights. That's a lot of fighting. And 
yeah, I think I'm done. And now I'm going to go chill and hope that Friday is not as crazy and hectic as the rest of my fucking week has been. Because I need a break. And then the weekend's going to go by super fast. And then I got to go out of town. So, yeah. You're probably going to see me without my background next week. Uh, because I will be out of town for work. More craziness to ensue. But it is what it is. That's how I make my money. So I can't complain too much. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining in. Don't forget to subscribe, and I will see you next Thursday for some more fight talk and some more going rounds. Thanks again. Don't forget to listen if you need if you need to listen only. It's all on Spotify or any other podcast platform that you listen to your podcast at. I almost forgot to say that. All right, I'm out. Peace.